Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, and people from all over the world. Welcome to another digital citizen with me, Fro. And with me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro, everybody. How's it going? Uh, it is going a little too good. <laughs> a little too good? Okay. A little too good. Uh, guess what, Luke? Uh, I was single last year, and I made a promise to myself. If I was single for a whole year, I would think about dating. Guess what, Luke? I made a dating profile. Oh, okay. Like a t like some kind of Tinder bump bump some kind of thing like that. Some kind of thing like that. Right. Okay. Uh, and uh, guess what, Luke? I have met someone. Well, that's good. Wood wood. Uh, her name is Huda. That is uh, a nice, nice name. Okay, is that a Norwegian? I don't. It sounds not American. It I can not, say that. Not American. <laughs> so let's play a game. <laughs> Where is she from? Yeah, no, uh, she's from Morocco. Oh, okay. I would mm -hmm. never have guessed that in a million years. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I uh, have flirted with her, and I have, I've talked to her, I went to bed, I think, half past five, half past four last night, so I haven't slept that much, because we keep each other up all night and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, you know how it is when you love. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially when you're, it's all chatting online and everything you just want to yeah. hang out and just yeah get yeah. to know each other better yeah <laughs> so i haven't slept uh more than two three hours to be honest i've, I've but I am... had a weird sleep schedule this week actually i've been super into naps this week like mm. hour-long naps like in the middle of the day have been like amazing just i don't know why this week every day i've like taken a nap which is like very unusual for me because I'm super insomniac style, but uh, they kind of help. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't really sleep great at night, so being able to like get a little bit of rest during the middle of the day is good. But I don't know. Is it gonna throw my sleep schedule completely for a loop? And then one night, am I gonna be up for like two days straight? Probably. Yes, that is a hundred and ten percent what's going to happen. Knowing, <laughs> you, knowing you, right? <laughs> and knowing your sleep patterns, yeah. No, so I'm a, I'm a little hang, hung hung over today without um, drinking, but yeah, no, I'm I'm so I I, I think it's sleep <sighs> sleep depth. Yes, sleep deprived. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, uh, hey, look. What would you name the world's worst podcast in the world? The world's worst podcast in the world? Oh, that's a pretty good name right there. The world's worst podcast in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. The WWPW? Uh, 
that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, you didn't even like mean that. for that to happen, but it kind of worked. No. Yeah. No. I I I was thinking uh, I I was thinking about a little more absurd titles like, uh, yeah, uh, Mike Pompeo's uh, sweaty butt ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, Dick Cheney's taint podcast. <laughs> It just exa- it's all it does is describe and tell you the smell of Dick Cheney's taint. Wow. Speaking of Dick That's... Cheney, did you see that whole thing this week? No. So they had the January 6th thing, which we're going to talk about in a second, mm-hmm. um, where Joe Biden made a speech and everything. And, the, mm-hmm. and one of the people there was Dick Cheney and his wife. And the Democrats... Okay lined up behind Nancy Pelosi to praise Dick Cheney for uh, for being against the January 6th attack. You know Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. Probably one yeah. of the worst politicians in the history of politicians. <sighs> yeah. Remember how, like, recently they've kind of rehabilitated George, George W. Bush as, like, yeah. being not uh, a war criminal? Well, Dick Cheney's mm-hmm. worse, and some now they're trying to rehabilitate yeah. him, seemingly being like, "Well, he's not as bad at like he, if he's against Trump, that means he's good." Which I don't think that's mm-hmm. true about Dick Cheney. I don't know what you think. I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, I don't think that's true at all. To be fair, but it also puts into perspective like in ten years, are they going to do the same thing to Trump when we have a worse <laughs> when we have a worse thing than Trump? You know what I mean? When we have some actual a worse. Worse thing than when we have an actual Nazi as president, are they going to be like, yeah, well, he, well, Trump's not that guy. Intent, you know what I'm saying? Like the same way they're doing to Dick Cheney yeah, right now. Remember, remember Hitler? He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't Donald Trump, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, January sixth. Uh, it almost won our tournament of uh, the biggest scandals of last year. Uh, and uh, Biden blames Trump for it, more or less. Yeah, in a forceful speech, uh, one of the most in his, one of the most forceful speeches in his whole political career. I actually, considering he never makes speeches and never does interviews, <laughs> it's not really that tough. I read an article it's, this it's week. Like, it's, it's like comparing, like yeah, yeah. It's like comparing. Uh, oh. That deaf person said a word. <laughs> I read a thing this week that in the first year of his of Biden's presidency, he's done less public appearances than the last five presidents uh, did in in, in any of their first years uh, as wow. president. So he, you know, he's hiding out. He's he's been hiding out since the primary, for Christ's sake. Uh, but yeah, one of uh, his most forceful speeches in a career. Joe Biden took sharp aim at Trump. On Thursday, accusing him of inciting the deadly January 6th attack uh, with a web of lies about the 2020 election because Trump could not accept a legitimate defeat. Speaking on, oh, from Saturday Hall, I almost said from from Saturday, but it's from Stat. To Wary Hall, there we go, the U.S. Capitol on the anniversary of the riot, Biden said that his former president had held a dagger to the throat of democracy. Uh, they didn't come here out of patriotism or principle, they came here in a rage, Biden said. He rebuted the lies uh, that Trump and other Republicans have spread uh, without 
directly uh, mentioning his predecessor's name. So he never actually said uh, Trump. He said the defeated president is what they what kind of the way he did it without saying Trump's name. Do you think the reason why he didn't say his name was to not like don't uh, uh, give him the pleasure of 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 hearing his name out of Biden's mouth? Uh, it you know it's a political decision to try to um. They're almost like Voldemorting him, you know what I mean? Where it's like, don't say, don't say the name of the evil man. Uh, it also like saying Trump's name over and over again in the speech. While it's negative press in one way, it's like positive press for people who are like, oh, we want to own the libs because it makes make it would make it seem like uh, Trump kind of owns space inside Biden's brain, which is actually kind of true about the entire Democratic Party when you think about it. I uh, to be, to be fair, it's true about the whole world. To be fair, yeah, I guess you're probably right. I mean, have you met anybody that doesn't have an opinion about Trump? <laughs> right, right. Like, totally positive, anyone? totally negative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, I have a total neutral feeling about Donald Trump. <laughs> really? I think you'd have to find like some. Yeah, man in a cabin in the woods somewhere, like, very remote, like, in the middle of, like, uh, the mountains of Greenland or something, yeah. So is this scandal over now? What, the January 6th stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, not... Uh, in this, I watched part of the speeches. I don't know if you saw it. You were probably asleep when it happened, because it was like... Yes, I, right. I was it, it happened kind of like... But right. I saw it, yeah. I saw, saw it in re, re, repeat on, on YouTube uh, short. Sure, like the, clip, the clips and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Some of the stuff they were saying... I think it was Kamala was comparing it to 9-11... Uh, yeah, that's uh, going too far. Nine Eleven and what was uh, Pearl Harbor was the other thing she compared oh, it yeah. to. Yeah, no, no. I mean, those, I don't think those things stand. I mean, definitely January Six is bad, but uh, yeah, thousands of people no, died yeah, on those yeah. other on these other events where one or two, mm. I think four, up to four people died. Some of them actually just died of heart attacks because they were out of shape. Um, mm. I don't think those the death counts are on the same level as each other, I, I agree. I don't know, there's something about this that is a little bit... Uh, they're publicizing it just to kind of be uh, anti-Republican uh, Party, to, you mm -hmm. know, uh, kind of sway the media to look at this instead of, uh, you know, looking at some other things that are going on in the country right now. Uh, I think Biden's not doing great politically so to throw this out it kind of um mm -hmm. distracts from the fact that he's not getting anything done um mm. yeah i did you see the uh lin-manuel miranda thing that they did at this that was no. the thing that no. most people made the most fun of was so it, was it cringe it was very very <laughs> cringe so they uh nancy pelosi came out and she she says uh we're going to have a performance by the cast of Hamilton at this January mm. 6th thing. And it w they had the, ca uh, 
the cast of Hamilton, the singers or whatever, on Zoom, doing a Zoom calls uh, performance of one of the songs from Hamilton during this, and it was just very like, uh, just very cringy and very like, mm, you know, it's it it feels like performative very much like. Um, if you remember the Black Lives Matter thing, when all the Democrats showed up in the kinte cloth and they started like mm. uh, they were in the Capitol um, showing their support for Black Lives Matter by being slightly racist. Uh, this is kind of like very performative being. <laughs> it's just performative in the way that like they they're yeah. just doing it for optics. Not really. They don't yeah. necessarily yeah. actually care. Yeah. So we don't have this in the news, but I. I... I think we we kind of have to talk about what's going on in the UK with Boris Johnson. He's being in a lot of trouble. Uh, have you heard about this? I don't know. Uh, maybe? I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of so, stuff about Boris Johnson, but it's just mostly stuff to do with COVID. Yeah, so he, he had a... Uh, uh, he had a party for a thousand people. Uh, in his backyard in Downing Street during the lockdown, <laughs> and he attended his himself while it wasn't allowed. Well, I would assume he and, would attend his own party, but yes. Yeah, and uh, now our, everybody is calling for his resignment. So I think he's in trouble. It's it looks like he he needs to go. Uh, this is not the first time this same thing has come up with multiple other leaders around the world, and none of them have been fired for it. So I don't, I don't see it happening. We will see. Hey, uh, we hasn't about Boris Johnson already gotten in trouble for that exact thing and not gotten booted? So I don't, yeah, I don't think it's gonna. I don't see it. Maybe. Uh, we talked about GC Max before. Uh, she uh, was found guilty. Uh, well, now she's seeking a new trial. Because they found out that one of the jurors had a sexual abuse claim. The defense attorneys for the Maxwell uh, trial want a new trial post-verdict uh, because comments made by one of the jurors who helped convict Maxwell uh, of sex crimes, the juror identified using his first name and middle name and told Reuters, uh, the Daily Mail, and the Independent that the that during the jury deliberations, he shared personal experience of being sexually abused as a child when some of his fellow jurors questioned the accuracy of the vi victim's accounts from years ago. Right, because remember, they had the defense's thing was like, oh, they're either lying for money or they don't remember correctly. Right. I do remember that. Right, so this guy <laughs> was like... During the deliberation, he they were probably saying, well, maybe they're lying or maybe they don't remember. And he's like... I, this happened to me, and I probably he probably was like, I remember it very well, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess there's something, uh, I guess that could be considered like him putting in his own like testimony into, which, into it and swaying the jury, which is not allowed, obviously. Um, so they were looking at it, uh, they're, at, they're currently looking at it as to whether or not they're going to dis dismiss and have a whole new trial, possibly. Uh, do you think it's going to happen? Um, I, I doubt it, 
because the one thing that that would be super negative about that is then you're in the new trial it would you would have to have all these um anonymous uh women who testified against her uh mm-hmm. they'd have to retestify all of this very traumatic stuff and bring all this stuff back up that they had to you know relive during the court case and then to have to have them do it again that's very i mean it's just horrible for for the victims you know what i'm saying yeah i totally agree so i don't think a judge would even want to do that uh but what we're seeing here is the u.s government is prepared to dismiss two perjury charges against her if the conviction for aiding jeffrey epstein in sexual abuse is allowed to stand according to the a letter from the prosecutors so, um, in a Monday night letter to the judge, pro- prosecutors said dismissing the perjury counts would reflect the victim's significant interest in bringing closure to the matter. Uh, prosecutors also asked the Manhattan judge to sentence Maxwell in about three to four months. Okay. So they're, what they're asking is if they don't drop the chi- the if they don't drop the charges, uh, redo the trial, the U.S. is saying that they'll drop perjury charges, but as long as they keep the other charges against her. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to guess that the defense is not going to say yes to that, because um, then uh, really what's standing left is the biggest scandal of, of the trial. She will f- still be guilty of sex abuse. Right, there, she was. There were five charges, so three of the five she would still be um, guilty of. Uh, I'm not sure what that does to the sentencing, like how how much it changes. But I would assume the perjury charges are the lowest of the charges. Yeah, yeah. she's being charged with. Um, yeah, we'll just ha- like. I guess we have to wait a few months. It says three to four months uh, to to yeah. figure out what's going to happen with this. Uh, she did, even in the beginning, plead not guilty. So I wouldn't be surprised right. if they try to hold their ground. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's see if we have more uh, uh, news about uh, this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. Oh, we do. Prince Andrew must face uh, uh, abuse. Uh, accuser's lawsuit. Oh, it wasn't thrown out. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, well, there were two things that, if you remember, that were reasons that they were going to throw it out. One was the, that Virginia Grufrey is currently living in Australia, and they were saying that that was not allowed because it was, the court case was happening in America, and that it was out of jurisdiction or whatever. Uh, that that was one reason. The other reason was the 2009 settlement uh, from Jeffrey Epstein. So those are two separate things. Uh, mm-hmm. But Prince Andrew failed to persuade a U.S. judge to dismiss v- Virginia Griffey's lawsuit accusing uh, him of sexual abuse. In the decision made public on Wednesday, the judge, Louis Kaplan, said Griffey could pursue claims that Andrew battered her and intentionally caused emotional distress. Uh, the Manhattan judge said it was premature to assess Andrew's effort to cast doubt on those claims. Kaplan said it was also too soon to decide whether the 2009 civil settlement um, with Epstein 
clearly and unambiguously shielded Andrew from being sued. The judge did not stress the merits of Gouffray's claims, and lawyers for Andrew and Gouffray did not immediately respond for a comment. So, mm. so he the the one thing that he definitely uh, the judge is saying uh, just because she's living in another country currently does not mean that this is going to be thrown out, but he hasn't made a decision on the 2009 settlement as of yet, is what it's saying. Yeah, I I, I really don't hope he gets uh, home free because of a stupid, stupid settlement. I really hope so. Well, like we said, he's not even named in the settlement. He, like, the settlement says uh, Jeff Repstein's, like, associates... Um, or people in like who, who people who uh, were in his orbit. So it, if if the settlement was to directly name Prince Andrew, that would be one thing. But it's harder for the for his defense yeah. team to be like uh, this. Definitely covers me because uh, then he's almost implicating himself as one of the associates, right? So, mm. so I'm going to guess that the queen um, in this uh, case, she's like. Hell no. You are in trouble, my brother. I'm not going to help you with one single little crown pound. That's what I'm going to guess the queen would say. Uh, if this goes uh, into trial, the Duke of York has not ruled out making a financial settlement with his accuser in order to further avoid damages to his reputation. A potential payoff of Virginia Roberts Gouffray could be at least a several several million pounds and would possibly be paid by his mother, the Queen, it says. Yay! Yay! Pew, pew, pew. Uh. Uh, those close to him privately acknowledged that the judge's comment during the brutal 75-minute hearing this week made it very clear which side uh, they were leaning on in the motion to dismiss the case, which we just covered, obviously. They, mm. They're choosing... Somewhat not to. It seems like it's going to go that way. Mm. Um, although the Duke has indicated to his team that the UK and US-based lawyers that he wants to fight the allegations and clear his name, sources close to the camp point out that the US civil case is being fought by uh, his US lawyers. So, Yeah. I, I uh, really, really, really think this is disgusting by the Queen. I really, really think so. What I'm hearing is five million is what they're considered. Like, that's the rumor right now. Five million pounds of dollars. Dollars as a payoff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if the trial is to go uh, through uh, and then the other thing that has to happen is Virginia Gouffray and her lawyers have to accept the settlement payment, which a lot of mm. other people are saying that she wouldn't do that. That even if he offered her $5 million, that she would say, no, I, I want justice. So that's another big uh, thing up mm. in the air. We don't know if she's even if she would even accept a settlement. I, I really, really, really hope she wouldn't. Well, there's... Uh, there's a, there's a thing. A settlement almost implies guilt in a way. Oh, of course. So, uh, but there's no, not a whole lot of justice. Whereas, if they went to court, there would, there could be justice for not only her but other people 
who possibly aren't haven't gone public with things that have happened to them mm-hmm. in this situation. So, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I just yeah. Uh, treasure hunters uh, sue the records on FBI civil gold dig. This is interesting. Is this a new Nazi treasure train? No, this is one we've already covered. Oh. These are the... Remember there were these guys that found the Civil War gold and we covered that the FBI kind of pushed them out and then uh, did their own digging and then just kind of disappeared and said they didn't find anything? But they... I don't know if you remember that. The FBI was like, "Nope, we no. didn't find anything," <laughs> and the uh, the no. people were, the people who actually found it were like, "Uh, we think you did find something," uh, and so <laughs> the treasure hunters who believe they found a huge cache of Civil War era gold in Pennsylvania are now on the prowl for something else. Government records of the FBI ex- excavations. Finders keepers filed a federal lawsuit against the Justice Department in a failure to produce documents on the FBI's search for the gold, which took place four years ago at a remote woodland site in Pennsylvania. The FBI has since dragged its feet on the Treasure Hunters Freedom of Information Act requests. Uh, Their lawyer said Wednesday, uh, this is from the lawyer, there has been a pattern of behavior by the FBI that's been very troubling. Uh, She questioned whether the agency is acting in good faith. Uh, The message was sent to the Justice Department seeking comment on the suit, which the judge, uh, which asked the judge to order the FBI to immediately turn over these records. Hmm. Uh, After a meeting with the treasure hunters in 2018, the FBI brought in a contractor with more sophisticated instruments. The contractor detected underground mass that weighed nine tons uh, and had the exact same density as gold, according to the FBI affidavit sealed last year. Um, right, and so the the FBI has long insisted since March 2018 the dig came up empty, but the agency mm. has consistently stymied uh, anybody's efforts to a- obtain information about the digs. Mm. So what do you think? Do you yeah. think they found gold or not? I mean... Yeah, it sounds like it, yeah. They use ground-penetrating radar. They saw something was definitely there, and it can mm. detect... Uh, uh, different. This thing could detect differences in mass. So if it was, mm. they could say, this is a rock, or this is gold, or this is silver, or this is water. What they're looking at through this thing, and so they said it was the ma- same kind of mass as gold. So, hmm, I would say, yeah. But what did the F- did the FBI just steal these people's gold? That's that's pretty wild. Uh, does that surprise you? I mean. FBI has done worse things than that, to be fair. What, killing Martin Luther King? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Whatever do you mean, Luke? Don't say that out loud. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> uh, possible fossils of a massive, and I quote, sea dragon. Ooh. Hmm. Nessie, Nessie. Uh, discovered in England. Yeah, I didn't even think about Nessie, but uh, nature reserve workers performing routine maintenance uh, made a discovery of a lifetime when they unearthed the fossils of a sea dragon. Uh, This is the largest of its kind ever found in the UK. At Rutland's Water Nature Reserve in the small county of Rutland in central England, worker Joe Davis was out to drain the lagoon 
for re-landscaping when he noticed what looked like clay pipes sticking out of the mud. Uh, he then found mm -hmm. the remains of, a wha of whales and dolphins before he looked closer to reveal a massive vertebrae and jawbone belonging to the ferocious Ichthyosaur. Ichthyosaur? Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Say that ten times fast. It's That would be a good, mm -hmm. like, rapper name, I think. <laughs> it, Ichthyosaur. Sounds like a... <laughs> MC yeah. It sounds like a, uh, like a, what do they call them? Uh, like a, one of the, well, whatever. Uh, we couldn't quite believe it, he said. A team of paleontologists was brought to the site to excavate the fossils. Uh, what they found was nearly a 32-foot-long skeleton and a skull that weighs 2,000 pounds. Okay. Holy moly. Yeah, that's pretty big. Thousand pounds and thirty-two feet long. I mean, thirty-two feet. I mean, I'm trying to think of what what's something else that's thirty feet long. I mean, a, like a big school bus is not yeah, even yeah. thirty feet long. It's probably yeah. Oh, it's close to thirty feet long. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So is this Nessie? I mean, we're looking at a picture of it that doesn't look like the classic Nessie yeah. pictures, right? It looks like a giant um, salamander. I mean, in in one way, I, I can see maybe that this could be a prehistoric Nessie, maybe? That has evolved, uh-huh. But yeah, maybe uh. this proves that there's something in the Loch Ness look. It says comparable to dolphins and not technically a dinosaur. The species was one of the fastest and most deadly prehistoric, uh, prehistoric creatures. Uh, mm. Yeah, okay. So it could be. That's I guess a, so. I mean, it, it just doesn't have, like, the classic shape we think of. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, last but uh, definitely not least, uh, UFO news. Uh, I mean... Spoiler alert for uh, last week's episode, uh, but uh, the UFO scandal uh, won the tournament, uh, and now Pentagon launches new UFO office, and uh, well, not everybody that believes in UFOs are very happy about that. Uh, the new office in the Pentagon will investigate uh, UFOs, but the long time but long time UFO enthusiasts are skeptical of the gr of the group according to NBC putting the new UAP program in pur purview the office uh, under the Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security has some ufologists upset that and mm -hmm. oh as they don't exactly trust the military to reveal the truth I mean yeah that makes sense mm. <laughs> this is the subject of provable history this is a subject with provable history of secrecy and anything that lacks new openness about the information is subject to more possible uh, inappropriate control a spokesman for MUFON which is what the mutual UFO network uh, the creation of the new office uh, national was codified under the National Defense Authorization Act in December and simply calls for the establishment of an office to organizational structure and authorities to address uh, UFOs. Mm -hmm. So, which we talked about the, them starting this uh, when r before they had actually started it um, back in December. 
But now they're actually setting it up, and people are. Some people are like, "Oh, we're going to get all the answers from this. They're going to figure out all the, you know, all the secrets of UFOs." And other people are like, "They're just creating a, a group to like hide everything from us." Right? I, I don't know. Mm. What do you think? Do you think it's going to be a positive or negative? Uh, I think it's a negative. Okay. I think it is. Yeah. I I kind of agree with them. Uh, that uh, this will just bury things down, probably. I don't. I I don't know. I I think you people who believe in UFOs are are like who already believed in UFOs before all this stuff came out. Um, I think they had they already have like a predetermined bias against governmental agencies lying to them, right? Because it's right. because they have actually just been lying to us for a really long time, so I understand why they wouldn't trust them. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, right now, all all these we're getting all this information about UFOs from the government. So, mm. uh, yeah, I can see why why they would be worried about it. But also, I I can see it being a positive in some in certain scenarios like they're not going to probably give us all the information we would want but maybe we'll get more information than we would have i guess i don't know oh maybe uh do you agree with the statement conservatism is today's fascism i don't agree with that uh i think fascism gets thrown around a lot lately uh, yeah i think Certain conservative, certain conservative groups have fascist tendencies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But uh, I don't think you should, uh, like you said, throw that word around without like having a standard of what fascism is really about. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there's probably a classic definition of fascism, and then there's yeah. like what people use it as in the last five years. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, even though I disagree with that, Trun is going to tell the truth. Conservatism is today's fascism. Hello, this is Tron with Tron tells the truth. Do you know how I make this a segment every week? Yeah, during the week I wrote the list. I wrote down every time I think about a segment I want to talk about. So, is among that list, I pick one every week. This week, I had a lot of segments, issue, ideas, but I wrote the same thing again and again. One sentence I wrote again and again. You know what that is? I'm gonna tell you. Is conservatives are fascists. Why do I talk about this? Because every time I see the news this, this last few weeks and last months and last years, the same Bullshit come again and again and again. Conservatives are fascists. In Hungary, they are making laws to kill the free press. Same as they do in Poland. They are killing the free courts too. It's a big, big problem here in Europe. And the same thing they are doing in the United States. Right after the president election, Conservative legislators all over the United States make laws make it difficult for people to vote. Yes, especially in areas when people don't vote conservative. It's now 
a conservative takeover. They not even stand against what happened on the 6th of January last year. If Americans don't stand up, it will be a coup. You always seen those old movies where big corporations or things like that is taking over. Yes, they are now taking over. Fascism is on the world way. And the people who are most bullshit about this, who is most afraid, is the conservatives I wish who could be real conservatives. That always the funny thing about conservatives. They always are so afraid of little bit of socialism that they are willing to work with everybody. There are conservatives in the Republican Party who can start against, have some values, have some principles to stop this, but they don't want to. I know it's never funny to take back and mention history, but this happened the time before. The conservatives in Germany fought, really, that they could control Hitler. How did that go? Richard Chamberlain, conservative in Britain, think also he could control Hitler. How did that go? He came with a note after he gave part of Czechoslovakia away to Adolf Hitler and said, this call it peace in our time. Yeah. That's how imperialistic bullshit conservatives do. They give away other people's countries and they call it peace. Everything for fucking peace in their mind. But what do we have in the fucking world today? We have conservatives in Russia who want to fucking start a new fucking new war. We have conservatives in Eastern Europe who just want equal fascism with a Christian twist. And we have conservatives in the United States who are now willing to go all the way to start fascism in the United States of a fucking America. Yeah, fascism. You know what that is? You want to know what it is? Yeah, that's what you fought against during the fucking last world war. I don't use hard word this time, but I can't fucking take it anymore. Many years ago, I think it was 15 years ago, I started a blog called Anti-Conservative Forum. I started it because I was afraid of Bush, but I also, 15 years ago, saw where it was heading. A lot of people said, why do you do this? They will never. They've always been nice. It's good. This is bullshit. You're all reacting, John. But I didn't all react. I saw the way it was heading, and I saw which branches of the conservative movement who started to fuck things up. We have spent trillions of dollars on the wars. We have been destroying liberty in a big reason for, yeah, excuse of having a fight against terror. But now it's come to the last step. Now we're killing the rest of democracy. This is what terrorists want and the conservatives are fulfilling it. Terrorism and fascism are the conservative new way. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a fucking nice evening. Thank you, Tron, for telling the truth. Thank you, Tron. I don't, yeah, even though I don't agree with you 110%. Uh, TV round. We, you and me, have seen the best TV show of the year already, Luke. Oh, you want to start with this? Okay, yeah. Let's start. Oh, I really want to start with this. 
because you, me and Luke saw uh, the two first episodes of Hype House. Pew, 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 pew. You're right. I want to say the Hype House, but it's just called Hype House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it sure is an amazing TV show. Right. It's it's a it's about a it's about a social media influencer house uh, for TikTok kids, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mm-hmm. actually exist anymore. I don't think. Nope. It doesn't. Uh, and uh, and it's creepy, cringy, and totally made up. I was. Does it? I'm seeing. Is Hype House still a thing? Seventeen Magazine is saying they still exist for some reason, but I don't know okay. about that. Um, uh, I don't. I, yeah, no. I don't know. Uh, but who do we meet in this series other than Nikita Dragon? Because that's I mean, Little Huddy is like the next yes. biggest celebrity, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who? Uh, Larray is in it, mm-hmm. and they're like they don't actually live in the house. They're the three, right? Are there anybody else yeah. I'm forgetting? No, no, just those three don't actually live at the hype house. So like, mm-hmm. and they're the main. I would say they're the main characters they follow in the show mostly. Besides, like the yeah. the, the one guy who's the leader of the hype house who mm-hmm. is just a weird social media influencer guy that that guy who's like the older dude who kind of runs everything i didn't real, realize this until watching some stuff about it about the show mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. he worked at team 10 also oh really? <laughs> right okay. he was like a uh manager of people in team 10 like not everybody like not the whole group but like certain people he managed so he's already done one of these weird uh internet influencer houses before this uh thomas i'm seeing is what his name is uh but yeah not, like all the main characters don't actually live at the hype house and it's called the hype house so that's a little weird and then of course it's completely fake there's also that it is the most cringy fake show as well like uh, uh, so it's so incredibly fake it, and when it's trying not to be fake it's cringe on top and it's just like okay it is it is the worst show i've seen this year so far uh, it's m- maybe maybe even on my top 10 of worst shows i have ever seen in my entire life it it is that bad, <laughs> like it's it it is unwatchable. Like I I don't recommend anybody watching this without either being stoned or drunk or having some. If you were drunk, noise. if you were drunk, you would just get bored and like wander off in the <laughs> middle of watching this. You would like being drunk would not. Being stoned might help. Being yeah. stoned may help. It might make it funny. You might be able to laugh and just, like, sit there. But I think even if you were drunk, you'd be like, I'm bored with this. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm, I've never been so happy that I watched something with you in my entire life. Well, we watched the first episode together. Uh, we watched the yeah, second yeah. episode separate. I, I only watched two episodes because I was oh. not going to watch more. But even the people in the show... <laughs> The the influencers in the show were not happy with the show. I saw a bunch of right. interviews with them being like, they did they did us wrong, they made us look bad. Larray was obviously not happy because they made him look like the bad guy of the... He was the villain of the season, obviously. Oh, definitely. Because they oh, were yeah. trying to make it look like he gave a bunch of people COVID. Apparently that scene with where 
the manager is calling, uh, uh, what's her name, Nikita Dragon, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this scene is incredibly staged. It was definitely, mm-hmm. because she came out and said that it was staged. So, um, yeah, nobody was really, that was in this, seemed happy with the way they were portrayed. Um, but it makes me wonder, maybe they just are terrible people, and they don't like being mm-hmm. portrayed as how they actually are. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah. If if this doesn't come up in my worst shows of the year, I wonder if I just have forgotten it. Okay, well, would you? I would assume you're giving this a low score, then. I would assume. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a zero. <laughs> All right, I'm, I gave, I'll give it a two. I mean, for as okay. far as stupid reality shows, I've actually seen worse stupid reality shows. I think, mm-hmm. um, probably. Yeah, I definitely have. Um. And all reality shows are kind of fake. I thought there there was another show that was worse this week, and one show that I would say kind of almost tied this, but I think Good Sam on, what was this, on CBS was a worse yeah. show than this, than Hype House. Eh, I don't agree. The dialogue was worse. Yes. The acting was worse. Yes. The storyline was, like, the most generic shit you've ever seen, like, uh... Not, uh medical drama drama. that you've seen a million times uh -hmm. except it's like a daughter whose father had a heart attack and he was like this brilliant surgeon and she takes over his position and so it's a bat Mm -hmm. like a power dynamic battle between the father and the daughter who has now taken over his position um starring what sophia bush sorry yeah I think my biggest problem is that I like Jason Isaac. Uh, that plays. You mean uh, House? <laughs> because he just plays Doctor House in this show. That's the other thing is like the character that they have as of him yeah, is a stolen character that already is has its own TV show. It's called House. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he totally. Right. It's like there. He's the character in the show where the young medical students are all like, "Oh, it could be this," and then he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. really?" You really think that's what it is, hmm? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he might as well just be walking around with a cane in this show. So, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I can see that that they have ripped him off. I think uh, the other thing is this is supposed to be like a serious medical drama. Uh, yeah. And uh, the other thing that made me laugh is when they start talking medical jargon. They do so much medical jargon in the show. I don't know who the show yeah. is made for, except for <laughs> nurses and doctors. Because half the time, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because it's like yeah. this totally like in-depth medical stuff that probably is real, you know what I mean? But it means yeah, yeah. nothing to a layman at all. Mm-hmm. So you're just sitting there going, mm-hmm, yeah, that sounds doctor. They're talking mm-hmm. doctor, doctor speak mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, that really annoyed me about it. Yeah, I gave this a 1.5. I, I think this was... Maybe it's because they're, it's trying to be serious, and the Hype House mm-hmm. is not trying to be a serious, like, TV show. That I, I look at it more negatively. Yeah, I gave it a 2. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not far away from you. It is shite. It is... And I love Sophia Bush also. I think she's been yeah. great in a lot of things. I think Jason Isaacs is also good, like you said. Um... But everything uh-huh. else, this the way the show was produced, and then the script is obviously just awful. <laughs> it is uh, up there. Uh, what else have I watched? 
Oh, the killer nanny. Did she do it? And uh, this is a show. It is. Uh, three uh, three episodes that are all, all up. This is a, a show about a British au pair called Louise Woodward. And her she had a murder trial 25 years ago. And this is like interviews with witnesses, defense, prosecution, jury. And yeah, it's focused on did she really do it? Like, is, was she guilty? And it is very, very interesting. Uh, true crime on BBC. Very, very cool. Uh, I will give it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, okay, I saw Pivoting um, on Fox. This is on Fox with Maggie Q. Uh, oh, I like Maggie. This is not a good show, though. Um, It's about a group of uh, friends, like high school friends, and one of their friends passes away. There's like a group of four friends, so uh, three of them are left, and they, you know, they've all kind of gone separate directions after, you know, leaving high school and everything, but they still are in touch. And when their friend passes away, they, like, kind of want to regain the bond of their friendship or whatever, but they also uh, want to... They realize the, you know, how short short life really is, and so they start doing crazy stuff because they... You know what I mean? Uh, midlife crisis type type things. You know what I mean? Trying to date yeah. a young man or whatever, these kind of things. Um, yeah. Not great. <laughs> uh the, there's no co- like the comedy is not funny in this. The acting's okay. The acting is the saving grace of the show. Everything else is mm. really bad. So I'm gonna give it a three. Is Maggie good in it? Fine. Like I said, the acting is fine. It, that that's not yeah. the issue. It's the the storyline is uh, is kind of blah in a way, and mm-hmm. the the jokes don't land at least for me. And it's supposed to be a funny, a, kind of a dark comedy because it's, you know, it's about death. But, uh, mm. yeah, the jokes just really don't land. Some of it, it feels like um, it's probably more towards, like, a, a middle-aged woman would enjoy this more than me, right? So, mm. maybe not maybe not a show. Maybe it just doesn't uh, work for m- my demographic. Okay. I saw... Party Island, Summer in Sante. Uh, this is a six-part documentary following a group of uh, Brits uh, in uh, during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic that uh, goes to their first week of uh, fun and sun, and uh, yeah, and how the locals. Are longing, lo- longing for like the British return from the holidaymakers. This is a weird show. Look, like there's, tr- uh, I've seen three episodes of this actually, uh, and it is, it is extremely fascinating. But it it does remind me of, um. Uh, Bamahama Beach or whatever it's called in, in 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 the U.S. where where like people like it, it feels like a reunion show okay. for people that we don't know, Bamahama Shore or whatever. 
I don't know. I don't. One of the Shore shoes, like Jersey yeah. Shore, is that what you're talking Jersey, about? Jersey, yeah, a little like Jersey Shore, a little okay. like yeah. So it's just like it, it, it feels like yeah, like a like oh, we we're supposed to know a little like who these people are, and they are no ones. But uh, I I find it interesting enough. Uh, I will give it a four out of ten, I guess. Uh, the last thing I saw this week was Smiling Friends. It's a cartoon, uh, I think it's an adult, it's Adult Swim. Yeah, so a okay. cartoon network. Uh, it's about a company called Smiling, Smiling Inc., I think it was, what is what it was called? Smiling okay. Friends Inc. is what it's called. Uh, and okay. the company's job is to make people smile. Like, they get hired oh. by some entity, uh... To go around and, and, and cheer people up. And then, at least in the first episode, there's a guy who wants to shoot himself, and they have to try to make him smile. Uh, and that is... And so they take him to, like, the amusement park, and they go and have a family dinner, and they do... A, it's a very uh, dark comedy, you know, adult uh, cartoon. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I'll give it a 6.5, I think. Um, mm. It's very adult swim. So, you know, like, very wacky there's like some very gross out moments uh you know very dark humor it i enjoyed it if you like a you know other adult swim type cartoons you'll like this i do like other cartoon shows but uh look we did see stay close episode two and also hey spoilers for uh, stay close but because we also saw the last episode of well, half half of the last last episode of Stay Close as well. Uh, probably a little less than half, right? Because yeah, twenty minutes. You're right, because it's like a forty-seven yeah. minute episode, and we only saw yeah. twenty minutes. But uh, episode two, we, we need we need to talk about how how perfectly timed that was. But uh, let's talk about uh, episode two first. Uh, Megan enlists help from an old friend as she seeks out the truth about Stuart. Broom suspects a connection as more missing persons start to pile up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the show doesn't have titles for the episodes, which is... I mean, most shows do. This is one for, one of the first shows I've ever seen that doesn't have titles for episodes, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I still have a problem with their use of over-dramatically used music in the wedge stuff mm -hmm. but uh i think this episode was a little better than the first one not a tremendously but uh yeah i mean this is definitely supposed to be like a very suspense driven show so it's i think mm -hmm. you kind of have to binge watch this and when we if we're watching like yeah a week by week i don't think it really works all that well as far as like i agree taking breaks because it, it definitely a show that's yeah. meant to be just be watched all at once. It's supposed to build mm -hmm. up the suspense. Um, and so when you take that break, you ruin that suspense build up, right? Uh, mm. So I can understand that. It's also very it's paced like a British show, which is very slow. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, it's and it's very hard to cover because it is. Yeah. I don't like think it's it, hard to cover. It I, it's just boring. <laughs> boring, yeah. Uh, that's why I'm calling it hard to cover. But yeah, no, uh, Luke said, oh, let's watch the last 20 minutes and talk about luck, Luke. 
Ooh, I mean, we could have, if we would have, like, gotten in the middle of something, we could have rewinded a little bit, but we just were lucky right. that, like, we ended up in the exact moment where kind of the reckoning was happening. You know, the Poirot moment where the detective's in the room and he goes, uh, well, I think this may have happened, and the person breaks mm -hmm. down and confesses, right? The Poirot, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes moment. Uh, that's where we came in, and but, uh... When we find out who the killer is in the show, which I don't, let's not, we're not even going to spoil it or anything because it's not really important, but no, uh, they did have a nice twist ending after we find out who, like they tell you who the killer is and then we find mm -hmm. out, oh wait, maybe this person confessed for something they didn't actually do, right. Yeah, and uh, I guessed it. I guessed it, but uh, I was also incorrect, even though I correctly guessed it. Uh, because the person <laughs> that you guessed didn't do it on purpose. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. The person you guessed, like, didn't know they even did it. Like, they did it. They, did, they were totally unaware that it had ha that it had happened. So you guessed the right person, but you thought that they, like, consciously yeah, did, did it. Yeah. Did it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no. Which, that, uh, I mean, I'm... that's kind of a testament to the show. I think the... Yeah. Even though we didn't see the whole thing, I can tell that mm -hmm. the the writing was very intricate. The one thing we didn't see anything more of that we saw in episode two that probably would have been cool is the two psycho uh, school kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're school... I, I don't even know if they're kids. They're just in school uniforms, but they look like grown-ass adults. <laughs> uh, some TV news. Uh, Warner Media and Viacom uh, CBS are exploring possible sale of the CDW network. Uh, right. Actually, there was a show I was going to watch this morning that I didn't get around to watching because I was just too busy. Uh, that's on CW. What was it called? Um, Naomi? Yeah, there you go. I'm yeah. going to watch that probably tonight, actually. It, Me it does, too. I don't even really like superhero shows, but the preview for it looks pretty yeah. good. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look like a, a crappy superhero show, I guess. Uh, yeah, but the Next Star Media Group uh, is among suitors for the CW network. Source says uh, they're po exploring a possible sale or significant stake uh, of CW network, which will they will both jointly own, according to people familiar with the matter. So AT and T and Viacom are going to split it, I guess. Right. That's what it's saying. Um, so that I mean. It's just more monopolization of the U.S. Uh, TV market. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, but uh, what I do like is WWE arrival, and I was oh, it is 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 TNT suing them, uh, sues over alleged illegal wrestling monopoly. Uh, the WWE Inc. was sued on Tuesday by a sim smaller rival that accused it of violating uh, federal antitrust laws. Uh, MLW Media LLC, which I think is Major League Wrestling uh, yeah, on the West Coast, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. is accusing WWE and Vince McMahon of threatening content partners for doing business with them. Uh the New York-based Platon said the WWE interfered in the 2021 uh, Vice TV deal uh, to end talks to air a new MLW 
to, to air MLW content and led to a 40% drop in ticket sales after Fox Corp, oh, Fox Corp's Tubi streaming service abandoned a licensing agreement with MLW. Also, uh, they also accused Stanford, Connecticut-based WWE of uh, inducing MLW wrestlers to break exclusive contracts and airing their footage without permission. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's a lot of actually big... Like, I had thought maybe this was just a, about Monopoly, but this is they're saying, like, they used their position as a Monopoly to, like, threaten people, like, threaten other companies to not do business with smaller companies, which, that's not good. Mm. That's anti-competitive, I think is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Which is an actual crime. Yeah. No, I find that interesting. I I did forget to to say that we're not watching it anymore. Stay close, but we are moving on to actually something I'm looking forward to. How I Met Your Father. Uh, what is that uh, look? Well, it's How I Met Your Mother, but How I Met Your Father. I guess we don't really yeah. know exactly what it is, but it's just a spinoff, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, like everything nowadays, they're just f- putting a female character in a role of a thing we've already seen as a male character, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be How I Met Your Mother, except with Hilary Duff. <laughs> mm-hmm. She plays the main Hillary character, Duff. right? Yeah, yeah. Right, I think it's so. Hilary Duff. You, you remember Hilary Duff? Weird ca- casting. Extremely weird casting. She's been in a few sitcoms lately, actually. She was in another sitcom recently. Uh, I can't put my finger on. But, like, that's she's kind of um settled into the sitcom market as like a sitcom actress, yeah. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Go go to audibletrial.com <laughs> slash adc. That's uh, audibletrial.com uh, slash adc. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? A uh, very very old reference. Yeah, that was random. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never really liked that song, actually. Uh, do you like the Weird Al version of it? I like some of the uh, some of other TLC songs. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like the Weird Al version. Yeah, I just didn't like Don't that go... song specifically. They had other yeah. good songs. Yeah. Don't go making phony calls. Uh, but we are doing uh, one of my favorite lists to do. It is our most anticipated TV and movies of twenty twenty two. And uh, Luke, I will let you start it off with uh, your number five movie. My number five, I'm going to go Sonic 2, Sonic the Hedgehog, number the second mm-hmm. one. Uh, after settling in Green Hill, Sonic is eager to prove that he has what it takes to be a true hero. His test comes when Dr. Robotnik returns with a new partner, Knuckles, in search for a mystical emerald that has the power to destroy civilizations. Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails, and uh, discover... Oh, together they embark on a globe-trotting journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. So this is like mm. way past... Like, this is a Sonic Adventure type storyline, right? Nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, I have it on my shortlist. It- uh, from reading this, they actually kind of skip a lot of uh, Sonic lore from the games, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Knuckles and Tails and everything in there. That should be exciting. My number five is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, 
Yes, that is the title. Not a great of... title, but I saw yeah, I saw that that this was coming out. Yeah. Uh, unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, actor Nicolas Cage accepts one million offer to attend a wealthy fan's birthday party. Things take a wildly unexpected turns when a CIA operative recruits Cage for an unusual mission. Taking on the role of the lifetime, he soon finds himself shunning his most iconic and beloved characters to save himself and his loved ones. This sounds like my kind of movie. Uh, it is coming out April 22nd, 2022. And guess what? It has Nicolas Cage in it. Are you surprised by that? Uh, no, He's because I, I, I did research. <laughs> I, I researched this movie. So, yeah, I, yeah, I knew, I knew yeah. that. Um the premise sounds kind of silly to me. I mean, I, I, oh, like, it sounds so I want to see, see it, but it's definitely not going to be on my top five, yeah. just because it seems, it doesn't seem very serious. I think it's going to be all be a big joke mm. kind of thing. Speaking of big joke kind of things, Jackass Forever, uh, <laughs> my number four. Do you know what? It was so, so near my list. I had it on my list forever. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah. I figured this would be on... I know you're a big fan. I mean, we're both big fans Love of Jackass. Jackass. I've been yeah. in, I've been watching since the TV show. I, I watched Bum Fights, and I watched CKY before any of that. All I read Big Brother Magazine, which is like the origination of Jackass before any of this stuff. So uh, it's kind of cool, because seeing the preview for it, they're like... They're basically old now, you know? They all have gray yeah. hair, and they're still doing the same yeah. crazy-ass stunts, so... <laughs> yeah. It's kind of wild to see, um... I guess I'll do a... Celebrating the joy of a perfectly executed shot to the groin as Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, and the rest of the gang return for another round of hilariously wild, absurd, and often dangerous displays of stunts and comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it should be good. I... I... I Wonder how crazy they're gonna be because some of the stuff in the past has been so wild, like you can't really top it. Oh, the trailer looks awesome. Yeah, it does. Uh, okay, my number four is uh, the movie that Luke should has have uh, as him number one because he so cares about this movie. Cough, cough. Uh, it is the Batman. <laughs> And it is uh, the Riddler plays a dangerous uh, game of cat and mouse, and uh, with Batman and Commissioner Gordon in Gotham City. This is Matt Reeves. It has Robert Pattinson as Batman in it, uh, Paul Dano as Riddler, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, Jeffrey Wright as uh, James Gordon, and it comes out March fourth, two thousand and twenty-two. I'm going to guess that this is not on your list. <laughs> no. I probably won't you be watching care. this film, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I just don't... I don't care. You uh, don't care, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was free or something and I was just hanging out and other people were watching it, I might watch it. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't, I'm don't. i not get, going out of my way to see this. Uh, something I probably will go out of my way to see is Nope, uh, directed by Jordan Peele. Hmm. Uh, nope is is upcoming horror film written directed by Jordan Peele. We don't actually have a whole lot, uh, obviously, about this. So uh, they started production on November 9th, two thousand twenty. Cool. My number three is 
Killers of the Flower Moon. This is Martin Scorsese's uh, new movie. Mm -hmm. It is a Western crime drama, uh, and it is written by uh, Eric Ross, and it's based on uh, a non-fiction book. So this is going to be super cool. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Braden Fraser. Jesse Plemons, Robert De Niro, yeah, a lot of people. That is my number three. Okay, my number two, uh, something that was on my list last year of top five movies I wanted to see that never came out, uh, <laughs> is Bob's Burgers the movie. <laughs> yeah. I think I it might have been like my number four or five, I have no idea, yeah, I don't remember, yeah. but it was on my list last year, and uh, I saw... All of the movies I wanted to see except for this and Finch. Mm. Finch actually came out. Um, mm -hmm. It was called something else last year, and then they changed the name to Finch. I, I still have to see that because it's on uh, Disney Plus or some shit. Or Apple Plus, mm -hmm. one or the other. And I, I'm not going to go watch it there. So, uh, But Bob's Burgers is the only one that just didn't come out. Did you have any movies that didn't come out from your top five last year? Uh, don't think so, no. Right, because the year before that, we had a ton of them. Like, we had yeah, to, like, yeah, yeah, that, but obviously because of COVID. But this one is the only one that stuck around. But, yeah, I'm still very interested to see Bob's Burgers the movie because I like, I like the show. Uh, my, uh, number two, yeah, is maybe going to shock you. Uh, but it is Don't Worry, Darling. It is a psychological thriller directed by Olivia Wilde, one of my favorite directors. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, uh, she's been in house, uh, and uh, but I, I when when she directed, uh, um, oh, I'm trying to come up with the one that she directed book Booksmart. Booksmart is one of my favorite movies uh, of 2016. So when I saw this was coming up, uh, I had uh, to have it on my list. Not uh, a lot is known. It says uh, 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 the screenplay was written by Katie Sibman based on a story by Carrie and Shane Van Dyke and Sibberman. It has Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, uh, Florence Poe and Gemma uh, Khan in it. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my number one, uh, I kind of spoiled this on accident for Fro, but it's called Ambulance Fro. <laughs> oh. Uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal, directed by Michael okay. Bay. Needed Needing yeah. money to cover his wife's medical bills, a directed veteran teams up with his adopted brother to steal $32 million from an L.A. bank. However, the getaway goes spectacularly wrong, and the desperate thieves hijack an ambulance that's carrying a severely wounded uh, police officer and an EMT worker. Uh, a high-speed chase. The t in a high-speed chase, the two siblings must figure out a way to outrun the law while keeping both of their ho the hostages alive. Cool. Yeah, it sounds like a, you know, just a fun Michael Bay shoot 'em up, blow 'em up, everything. But it oh. also has Jake Gyllenhaal, who's a great actor. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like a very suspenseful one. So even though Michael Bay is not a great director, I have, uh, I have hopes for this. To be honest. Mm. My number one look is a movie that you never heard of. It is called Nope. It is an upcoming American horror movie uh, directed and produced by Jordan Peele. 
uh, of course it is on my list. Daniel Kaluuya, Ethan Kutowski, Stephen Young, uh, KK Palmer. Uh, yeah, it is my most appreciated movie of all uh, of this year. A horror movie by jo- Jordan Peele. I so want to see this. Uh, I mean, he hasn't disappointed yet, right? So um, right. Well, there was that TV show he did that wasn't that great. Oh, what was that called? Yeah. Uh. uh not yeah. them, because them was good. What was the other one? I yeah, don't remember. Twilight Zone. Oh, Twilight us? Zone. Yeah, Twilight Zone. I didn't. I wasn't a fan yeah. of. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. No, us was the movie. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So that was our number or top five movies. I guess any honorable mentions at all? Yeah, uh, I have Bullet Train. That I'm looking forward to it. The 65 looks pretty good. Uh, Tor, Love and Thunder. The only one, other one I had is The Innocence, which is coming out in America uh, this month, I think. Nice. And my last one is Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, yeah, the, I, I, I could be persuaded to, to look forward to that, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The movie, I had a lot less. I was a lot. A lot less interested in movies uh, from what I was seeing, but I think that's mm. probably there's a lot of you know superhero crap that I don't care about. So, mm. right. Okay, TV shows. Uh, shall I start with TV shows then? Yes, please. Uh, my number five is a TV show that I guess maybe you heard of. It is How I Met Your Father. That is my number five. <laughs> Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. So, uh, Luke knows that How I Met Your Mother is probably one of my favorite uh, rom-coms of all time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I am actually looking forward to this. Hilary Duff, uh, Chris Lowell, Francesca Reza and Kim Cattrall in some of the roles. And I don't have to wait long! Uh, I think number five, I'm going to go Lord of the Rings, which is supposed to come really? out this year. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. It's going to be, mm. what, the most expensive TV show of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I liked most of the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbs, was it the Hobbit movie that wasn't all that great? Terrible. Right, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> you know... The Lord of the Rings story is interesting, and I'm just mostly looking forward to seeing how over the top this mm. this could possibly be with the crazy budget that it has, right? Uh, mm. And other than that, you know, it's, the story is always good. Uh, it's the normal. I'm assuming it's the normal Lord of the Rings story, right? Um, nope. It is set a thousand years before Lord of the Rings. It says, heroes confront a long-feared reemergence of evil in Middle-earth, carving out the legacies that will live on long after they're gone. So that's the only description I have about it, so. My number four is The Offer. Uh, It is a miniseries, uh, and it is about the development and production of Francis Ford Coppola's uh, The Godfather. And it comes to a uh, Paramount Plus uh, April uh, April twenty eighth. Uh, it has Miles Te- Teller look that you like mm-hmm. as the as the main act actor. Okay. And then Dan Dan Fogler is going to play Francis Ford Coppola. 
I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be a cool show about one of my favorite movies of all time. Alright. Uh, oh yeah, Lord of the Rings is on Prime. I should have said that, but I think everybody mm-hmm. probably already knows that, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, my number four? Is that where... Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pieces of Her is a Netflix mm. show uh, yeah. based on a novel, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, follows the story of Andrea, who was caught in a deadly mass shooting at a local diner. Moments later, she witnesses her mother violently eliminating a threat with amazing ease. As Andrea begins to unravel her mother's actions that day, her perspective on the entire family relationship takes a turn. Soon after, uh, figures figures of her mother's past reappear and she is forced to escape them while on the jury she a journey she attempts to piece together the remnants of truth that her mother buried so long ago uh starring tony collette uh and what bella heathcote and david wayne wenman uh yeah yeah, i like the premise the premise is the thing that sounds the most interesting to me and tony collette's always good uh she's awesome yeah it sounds so, this sounds good. I think it's gonna. I, I think this could yeah. be like one of those ones that not a lot of people see, but it's actually really yeah. good. Yeah. 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 I have. I had it on my short list for sure. Uh, my number three. Yeah, number three is The Last of Us, uh, and it is a post-apocalyptic television series uh, that comes to HBO, and it is based on the video game of the same name uh, that is uh, developed by Naughty Dog. And it will follow Joel and Ellie, and I love the game. I really, really love the first Last of Us. The second one, let's not really talk about that. But uh, okay, <laughs> the first uh, first uh, Last of Us was an amazing tele- uh, it was an amazing video game. So I'm excited to see if they do justice to to the to the video game. So. And it has some good actors, like uh, Pedro Pascal, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, he's uh, good. Gabriel Luna is in it as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wednesday, uh, about Wednesday Adams. Mm-hmm. The series will be a coming-of-age supernatural mystery comedy. It's a lot of things. Focusing mm-hmm. on Wednesday Adams, focusing on her years as a high school student at Nevermore Academy, Academy where she attempts to master her psychic powers, stop a monstrous killing spree of the town's citizens, and solve supernatural mystery that affected mm-hmm. her family 25 years ago. I don't remember Wednesday having have Wednesday Adams having psychic powers in the sh- in any of the shows or any of the movies, but sure. Uh, it sounds interesting, and it's directed by Tim Burton. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. It's got Jenny I, Ortega I, as the main character. Sorry, and Catherine yeah. Zeta Jones is also in it. So yeah, I had had this almost on my list. It looks so fun. Danny Elfman uh, is also doing the music, by the way. So yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff going on there. Uh, my next TV show, look is my number two, and I have uh, to wait all the way to Friday to see this, so I don't know how I barely can do that. Uh, but it is called Archive 81, and it is uh, this, an archivist uh, takes a job restoring damaged videotapes and gets pulled into a mystery involving the missing director and in demonic cult. So you can ask, hey, why is this so high on your list? Then that sounds a little generic. 
Well, uh, it is with the people that are involved with this. Uh, and uh, I am so incredibly excited because it is uh, James Wan, one of uh, the greatest horror directors of all time uh, that is behind uh, this series. And uh, yeah, I also love that I don't have to wait that long. Uh, but uh, it has uh, Ariana Neal, uh, even John Cart, uh, Matt Corey. Uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Okay, my number two, yes. My number two, I think my number mm -hmm. two and three probably could have like jumped around. They could have probably been either. Um, but this one's Jody. Jody has just graduated from college and started her first full-time job working at a tech company. This, this series will satirize workplace culture and Gen Z's struggles, uh, as well as social media and more. Why am I excited for this, Fro? I don't know. Well, Jody is a character that was previously voiced on a voice by Jessica Cindy Jackson in a, a little TV show called Daria from the oh, late 90s. Really? So this is a spin-off wow. of the TV show Daria. Remember her friend Jody oh, in that show? Yeah. It's yeah. it's a future it's like after she's left college. It's a spin-off about her friend. So that is starring Tracy Ellis Ross as the main character. Mm. Um Yeah, it sounds I I always was a huge fan of Daria. Uh mm. and so to see a spin-off I'm excited, I guess, and uh mm -hmm. It, Tracy Ellis Ross is good uh, as mm. as far as actresses go. I don't, I'm assuming this is going to be voiced, but let's see. Uh, yeah, it should be good. Uh, either that or it's going to be terrible. So either way, I'm excited to see it, I guess. Well, something that definitely could be terrible is my number one. It is not going to be a surprise to anybody that this is my number one because it is American Song Contest. Uh I am so incredibly excited for this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I I, am. I saw American Song Contest on a list. Of one of the lists I was just randomly looking through to, you know, make up mm. my list. Um, and I didn't even... It didn't even go into my brain that it was, like, the Eurovision thing. I just thought, oh, yeah. another American song show. And the, until right. you just said this, I would have never even remembered that that's oh. what it was. Ooh, I'm so looking forward to this. Yeah, so like Lucas said, the American Song Contest is an upcoming adaption of the Eurovision Song Contest set in the United States. It will see all 50 states, five territories, and Washington, D.C. compete for the title of Best Original Song. And the program creator is the European Broadcast Union. How funny is it that the European Broadcast Union is making an American television show? I think they're working yeah. with the yeah whatever. Yeah, where yeah. It, what is it going to be on? Do you know what channel channel it's going to be on? I don't even know. I think it was CBS. CBS. Okay. Yeah, that makes I sense. Think it was, yeah. Okay. But well, I, I, I'm I'm so excited. I know I'm you're so super, excited. super, super excited. But I would say, have you ever heard of the Kola Seep, super deep borehole uh, in Russia? It's like the deepest hole in the entire world. No, I have not. Well, I would take your expectations and throw them down that hole because I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I've been feeling you need to set your expectations. 
pretty low. Uh, but Luca, <laughs> let let me have a dream. That okay. To be at least, at least I I am so ex. Are you are you shocked that this is my number one? Oh, no, on. no, I'm not. I'm just saying. I know no. you're really excited, and so I'm worried yeah. that you're. It's gonna because it's gonna be so Americanized and everything that I. Oh. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But uh, I can promise you this, Jeremy. If you're listening, we are going to cover it. Uh, well, yeah, we're gonna, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not that far. It's only like I think it's in February, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. My number one, um, my favorite book as a child, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, is getting a new TV I show. Saw this, yeah. Uh, based on the Douglas Adams series, the novel follows the intergalactic adventures of Arthur Dent, a hapless Englishman, uh, who is following the destruction. Oh, following the destruction of Earth by the Va. Va- Vogons, right, the Vogons, uh, a race of unpleasant aliens. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, I... Some people were not a fan of the movie. I was kind of mid-tier on the f- the American film. What did you think I about... I hate the movie. <laughs> it's abyssal. I thought the beginning half of it was fine. Ugh. Like, it stuck to the book, everything, and it looked really nice, and there were some really good comedy moments. I liked uh, Most Deaf. He was really good in it, and the main mm. character. I thought the last half of the movie is where it really fell apart. Um, so, But I have hopes for this being good. I mean, I, mm. I, some people stand by the British TV show from the 80s. Love the British TV show, yeah. I think it's a little outdated. It was a little dated even when I was a kid, so... Uh, mm-hmm. I never really fell in love with it or anything, so I'm excited to like relive this book from my childhood again. Okay, uh, I have a short, short list. Uh, some seasons that are coming back as well. But uh, Ozark Season 4, I'm looking forward to. Oh, I didn't do any of the... Uh, anything that I was looking... Uh, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Revenge of the Nerd uh, is a show that was supposed to come out last year... Um, but it's going to come out this year with, uh, with, with what's his name? Uh, porch Pirate uh, Guy, whatever his name okay. is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Rober. There you go, yeah. He's getting a, yeah. a reality show. Atlanta Season 3 is coming out. Kill the Orange-Faced Bear is a weird... Yeah. That looks weird, but good. Halo? I'm super st- stoked for this, Halo. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I thought it looked bad. But oh, that's just me. Uh, the Bear. So there's a show called Kill the Orange Face Bear, and then there's another show coming out just called The Bear. So that mm-hmm. looks good. Uh, Stranger Things Season 4. I don't know how I feel about Bel Air yet, but I'm I'm going to watch it. But I, it's I like... am curious. <laughs> that's what I am about that. I it's saw dark. a little preview for yeah. it, and it's doesn't make a lot of sense going from no a dark version of fresh prince right seems a little weird yeah i don't i don't I quite understand why they wanted to do that but sure uh yeah. and the last one i had on my list was uh probably not not something i want to see because it's going to be good but because it's going to be really either bad or funny is ugliest mm. home in america is going to be a <laughs> home and garden network instead of showing off nice homes they're going to show off terrible homes that sounds mm. interesting concept at least i have fraser uh, and I have a Peacemaker with John Cena. I have heard that the, that is going to be a fun show. The c- 
previews actually look kind of funny, but I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna watch it because I don't really care about that stuff. I did I thought the character in the movie was okay. It wasn't that funny. Um, I'd rather have a Flula. Uh, spin-off, uh, but that's fine. <laughs> and I, I was never a fan of Frasier. I hated that show when it was on. Yeah, you're wrong. I can be wrong. <laughs> I don't, I just thought it was bad and boring and not funny. Uh, do you. <laughs> uh, some movie news. Uh, Golden Globes, uh, West Side Story, and Power of the Dog win some prizes. Yeah, but that's not really the huge story. Um, it seems like there was a bit of a some problems at this uh, at this event, right? Um, there was a controversy surrounding the HP or HFPA, resulting in a subdued event. Uh, the absence of famous attendees and even online live streams of the ceremony meant no emotional or memorable acceptance speeches could be made. Uh, Right, they didn't even air this on anywhere. Like, you couldn't even go watch okay. it. Uh, however, some stars did make appearances virtually. Uh, while many made industry figures such as promotion company bosses were invited to speak. Um, right, yeah. I don't know. It, for some reason, they didn't... They decided not to air it anywhere. Uh, it took place without yeah. any celebrities in attendance, and the ceremony was not televised. That was kind of the big... Huh weird thing about this Golden Globes. Um, hmm. But yeah, uh, like you said, uh, Power of the Dog um, did pretty well, apparently. It was one of the big winners. Yeah. I don't doesn't I can't see where... Where does it say? But you're excited about it. That was one of your favorite movies from last yeah. year, right? Yeah. Uh, it was my number three best movie of the year. I love that movie. But uh, I am I'm excited to see West Side Story when it comes out on streaming service. Uh, I, at least a little more excited now that it's being nominated it means probably it's a good version of that that movie. I'm I know that it's one of your favorite musicals, so I'm a little like worried if you're going to like it. But West Side, I doubt it. I, w I mean, it's. What I'm seeing is it's, like, not perform... Like, people don't really like it, is what I'm hearing. Like, mm. critics like it, but other people don't like... Like, it's doing very bad at the box office. I guess that's the mm. indicator I'm talking about more than... Like, people aren't going to watch it for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've seen uh, TM t two movies this week. Uh, I saw Eternals. Oh, yeah, movies, uh, right. Eternals, huh? Did I see yeah. this? I, I don't remember. Let me check it. Check it. Uh, out. This is no. It's probably the. It's you didn't because it's a Marvel movie. Oh yeah, right. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, Najani, you like Barry Cogan is in this, so this is the worst. This is actually the worst adventure movie. It has, it is way too long. It's two hours and thirty-five minutes. Okay. It's it's extremely beautiful, but it's about absolutely nothing. Nothing like uh, 
I I can't remember the last time I was this bored watching a Marvel movie. Like at least give me like some science fiction and action. Like it is such a bad plotted movie. Uh, the problem with this is like we are having like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven main characters in one movie, and you are supposed to care about eleven characters in this movie it's like like it's ridiculous it's biting over too much and giving too much material so i'm actually going to give this a four and i think that's my lowest rating of a marvel movie ever uh i saw i think this was on amazon probably yeah it was uh it was called the tender bar uh Mm. lily rab ty sheridan ben affleck and christopher lloyd uh, mm-hmm. I remember we kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, it was about uh, it's a story about a, a guy telling a story about his childhood, right? So it's like at the beginning you hear a voiceover of somebody saying like uh, I I became a famous writer, blah blah blah, but I this is how my life started. So it goes back and like shows him when he was a kid. And growing up around a family who owned a bar, uh, that's why the the name of the the title of the movie, and then him growing up and uh, finding his way through life is basically what it's about, and like um, how his family helped him. It's mostly about family, uh, the struggles of a family through time, like just because it covers so much of this person's life. Uh, I don't know, it was fine. The acting was good. The story was, uh, you know, it's... It's a kind of a memoir type thing. Uh, I think it's based off of a book. Um, so overall, the acting was the best part of it. Story is a little ho hum, so I give it a six probably. Uh, now to a movie that I am not sure I wanted to watch, but I did. Uh, I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. I still want to see this. I really like this. I <laughs> that was the I really yeah. like. I'm not very convincing. No, no. Okay, I, I really like this, but I'm I'm trying to word myself in in a way that that I it makes sense. Uh, but I think it is a very fan service movie. In the way that it's kind of like putting things in the future to uh, that that we're like playing with here with the past. Uh, there are some weird connections to the to the past Ghostbusters movie movies. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it has some connections to the original Ghostbusters, and I I like that. Uh, but it feels very fan service. Um, and it shows me how much I missed the 1984 version. It's very nostalgic, it's very easy, but it feels a very empty movie. It's not really, it doesn't really bring anything fresh into the table, if you understand what I mean. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, but... 
when that is said and done, I'm going to give it a 6.5, actually. I I do recommend it, and I think, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm more worried about what you will think about it, to be honest. I either think you will love this or hate this. I don't think you will give it a 6.5 like me. I wonder, I wonder what you think about it when you see it. But I, I do recommend that you watch it. Well, I'm gonna watch it eventually. It's on my list mm-hmm. of things. I'm, uh, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, don't so, have any high ex- expectations going into it. I would say I don't really have any expectations going into it. To be okay, honest, so. Okay. Um, I saw a movie that you should probably not watch, Zone 414, okay. with Guy Pearce. Um, mm. It is a bad film. It's got 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Um, I gave this a 2. It is about... Uh, oh, I guess it's about Guy Pearce as like a gun-for-hire, kind of. Like, he's a former fire, like disgraced police officer who's now a gun-for-hire. And he gets hired by this rich guy who owns... He owns a city uh, that was given to him uh, by by the country so that he can specifically use this city... Whoa, you alright? <laughs> <laughs> that hurt so fucking much. <laughs> what, what, what the hell happened? Oh. <laughs> oh. I was trying to be so quiet as well. Fuck that hurt. What did you do? I smashed my hand into the microphone. Right, that, that's what it sounded like. Okay. Uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, yeah, he. this guy owns a city, and he uses the city to test android-type robots. So the entire city is just a robot city, and then mm-hmm. he... People pay... Uh, to go into the city very much like Westworld, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a, it's like a, a shitty version of Westworld. It's like the worst, crappiest knockoff version of Westworld you can think of. Mm. Um, yeah, this, the whole movie was badly done. Acting was bad, badly shot. The storyline is really stupid. The ending is bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, overall, like I said, I give it a two. Sounds like an amazing movie. I would not go. I would not watch this. But I mean, if you want to see a bad film, maybe it's it could be good to like sit down and make fun of with people. Mm. Yeah. So here's where I usually say, "Hey, let's look at a trailer for a movie called Three Five Five. But maybe we should talk a little about the movie. Do you want to talk about it first? Sure. Yeah. Because it's kind of so movie why- news in a way. Yeah, uh, so why 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 are we talking about this movie before we watch the trailer? Well, I was on Facebook looking up uh <laughs> reviews of the film on the three five five Facebook page and I started seeing some weird um different weird uh things coming out. Uh this one from this Trisha Trout who says, I cannot wait for this. It's not just about women kicking butt, but there is a message I've been told. So take away from... uh, My takeaway will be us to read between the lines. Watch for the comms and drops. Not to mention the day after... uh, This is the day after Trump's speech, and there are no coincidences. This is all planned. And I was like, that's a weird review of this movie. (laughs) Like, what does that mean? 
so, and I start like looking into it, and I see into this lady's uh, page, and she's obviously a very large Trump supporter. Um, mm. And other people were also talking about this, like as kind of in the same vein. Um, somebody named Hayden was like, "Why is this the only movie in theaters on the seventh and on and the eighth? What on earth is going on?" Linda says. Mm-hmm. Uh, because maybe they want us to see something beyond just a simple movie. Stay tuned in all capitals. And I'm going like something is happening here, right? Like, what are these crazy people talking about? So I looked up. Uh, I just looked up the movie title and then Trump. Uh, Trump speech because that's what the one lady had talked about, right? Mm-hmm, and I found uh, a Reuters article and there was an AP article. About social media users are claiming that only one film is available in theaters on January 6th and 7th, suggesting that it, this scheduling could have a connection to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Uh, some text in the post read, Something odd is going on in theaters across the nation on January 7th and January 8th. I first saw this on the site that I frequent and confirmed in my area. It appears that the only moving movie that will be showing... On January 7th and January 8th is the 355. Uh, check your local listings to see if that is the case. Wonder if this has something to do with the press conference President Trump has scheduled. Uh, the description... Yeah, because they so care about that when they made the schedule for this. That Years Trump ago. Like, a yeah. year ago is when they did this. <laughs> His press conference, <laughs> like that, got canceled. Uh, all, by the way, he canceled that. Sudden, yeah, yeah. Uh, Reuters reached out to AMC and Regal uh, for comment, but they didn't get back to them. Uh, there's no indication the film is about or related to January 6th attack on the Capitol, uh, mm. and Reuters was able to find several other films available in theaters on January 7th and 8th in various <laughs> locations around the United States. Uh, uh, people. Just one description in a post read, dude, this is really real and it's tripping me out. The only movie playing at local theaters this weekend is 355. Check Fandango. Why? I have no clue if it has to do with Trump or 5G <laughs> or what. But something seems super weird about this, especially since so many big mov- movies just came out. <laughs> Because remember last week we covered that 5G got postponed? Yes, I do remember that, yes. Uh, so, and oh, another thing that so I was funny. reading, I don't think it's in this article. Well, no, it was in the thing um, that I read about from Trisha uh, on mm-hmm. Facebook. She says, um, uh, there, you must read between the lines, watch for the comms and drops. This is my takeaway. Uh, another person was talking about it. Um, and saying how it's got a secret message in the movie, so some of them, some of them believe that it that the movie is being put out as like a cryptic message by like Q from QAnon or something like he, yeah yeah like he wrote the script or something for this film I guess, and then if you watch the movie you're gonna find some cryptic like secret message in there that's gonna tell you about like what happened in January sixth or something I don't know really weird. So let's watch the audio trailer for 355, the most conspiracy theory uh, movie of the year. Remember that story that they told us about in training? No. I don't remember that story. First female spy during the revolution. 
They called her Agent 355 because they didn't want the world to know her real name. Uh, don't most secret agents use like numbers or like a fake name? What did. 007? <laughs> like what? Agents from around the world American, British, German, Colombian, Chinese. Oh my god, this looks so fucking cool. But now we have a common enemy. They can start World War Three. Have you seen a more generic trailer than this in your entire world? Uh, I don't mean it looks like any other, like, Jason- Oh, actually, that shot just looked like- uh, what's it called? Um... Angels. Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Do you have secrets? We put ourselves in danger so that others are not. I'll handle the guns. I like Diane Kruger, though. You're the best in the world at what you do. You have cameras in your jewelry, comms in your. I have no real attachment to any of these actors. The target is on the move. You're not going in there alone. We go together. I have oh a god, phone. this looks so incredibly generic. You go home, you bring them with you. Are you under control? Are you? Jason Bourne 265. Well, it's made by the people who did Jason Bourne, so. That's why it looks exactly like Jason Bourne. But with just, you know, five people instead. Yeah, and females. Don't forget Well, right, yeah. Even in the reviews I read, a lot of the positive ones are, you know, like, that's. That's like the selling point of this is like. It's like the female. Uh, agents kind of thing happening. But uh, don't forget, look, yay! You just blew the mic out. Uh, <laughs> it just, yeah, all that, it did not sound good for people who listen to, who are listening to this probably. Uh, so what is this Oscar-nominated movie about? Because, holy moly. The 355 CIA agent M Mason Mace Brown joins forces with rival... <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Uh... <laughs> That's up there. That's a terrible, terrible name. Uh, Especially since Mace. Are they referencing like? Yes. You know like how police Mace, mace people yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. That's mm -hmm. not good. Joins forces with rival German agent. Wait, we're rivals with the Germans in this? What? Uh, a cutting-edge <laughs> computer specialist and a Colombian psychologist. When a top secret weapon falls into the hands of a group of mercenaries, together the four women embark on a breakneck mission to save the world while staying one step ahead of a mysterious figure who is tracking their every move. Wasn't there five <coughs> women? This says four, but maybe they're not including the Chinese, the Chinese woman? I almost did a math joke there about Asians and math. Oh yeah, no, almost. don't do that. That's not good. Almost. Almost! Oh, this has 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.6 out of 10 Ooh. on IMDb, 40% on Metacritic, and 69% of Google users liked it. Nice. We like 69. So even the critics don't like this film, though. It's 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see. I want to check the audience score just because 83% audience. So, mm. interesting. Adam Marks really, really loved this movie. Okay. He gave it one, one star and said, Mork, mindless, woke drivel. Basic overused plot, this time with women. 
And then Doug Roman followed up when and said, "When the Guardian complains that you're heavy-handed in your wokeness, you know you have a problem." Then the Guardian, uh, something about wokeness. You're gonna have to do that again. Uh, sorry. I, uh, when the Guardian complains that you're uh, heavy-handed in your wokeness, you know you have a problem. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so a lot of people but, not happy about the wokeness, yeah. is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. But here's my favorite comment. Uh, this is from DWDWDWDWDS. Buy Luna to the moon or miss out of 10x gains this year. That's true. Star. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, crypto bro. Uh, Nicole Rose Forbes actually liked this and said... <laughs> Just saw this with a good friend. Fantastic. All about that hashtag girl power. Uh, mm -hmm. Explosion emoji, star emoji, uh, flexing bicep emoji. But And mm -hmm. Rachel Dan says, amazing and badass. Very intense. Just saw it. A must-see. Great movie. So, some people did enjoy this film, <laughs> even though other people really did not. This girl power movie is the perfect example of why movies focus this uh, uh, solely on strong, independent women should not exist. Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, like, <laughs> wow. this just looked like a generic bad film. But yeah, even yeah, even if a bit of substance uh, to make the male car characters. I may not have had this view, but there was no even attempt to give any of the male characters a personality, apart from Sebastian Stan, of course. Instead, writers uh, just killed him off in hopes to show a resemblance of women in a man's world. Wow. I have seen some TV shows and stuff like that, though, that I would kind of agree where it's like the men no. don't actually have a personality. They're just like mm -hmm. a, a meat thing that's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Well, also coming out this uh, month is, or this week even, uh, is The Kindred. Uh, I have heard that is a good horror movie. A uh, woman suffering from amnesia. Uh, pieces together the events that led to her father's suicide, only to be haunted by the ghost of children that she began to subject were murdered by him. Uh, this has a 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a high 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 3.5 on Movie Insider, 60% of Google users like this movie, with April Pearson. I like her. Uh, see, for me, a group of thieves break into a luxurious, secluded mansion. Sophia is house-sitting. Sophia, a visually impaired former skier, must rely on Kelly, an army veteran living across the country, to help her fight back. Oh, I see. She's blind. Okay, that sounds interesting. It's got mm -hmm. uh, Laura Vandervoot, uh, Skylar Davenport, Jessica Parker... It's got 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.5 out of 5 on Movie Insider. Mm. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, that sounds all right, actually. Uh, the last one is American Siege, uh, a Bruce Willis movie I have heard so bad things about. Uh, that has a 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb. That's, 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 that's... Uh... 
pretty amazing to have 3.8 out of 10. That's uh, up there. Uh, 2 out of 5 on Common Sense Media. 50% of Google users like this movie. An ex-MIPD officer turned sheriff of a small rural Georgetown uh, has to uh, uh, contend with a gang of thieves who has taken wealthy doctor hostage. Wow, generic plotline, said someone. It's got a generic, like, uh, poster, too. It's poster, two guys, yeah. one with a gun, American flag behind them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very generic looking. Uh, apparently, I'm, what I'm, I'm reading a thing from Cinema Blend. Uh, 355 is basically a remake of the first Mission Impossible movie, is what the... And they detail uh, how mm -hmm. all the plot points are basically... Uh, personal ties are used as an ultimate liability, a dead member in their gang... The old camera in the glasses <laughs> trick. They like go through all the things that are the same about the two That's movies. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, The Kindred is up there. Uh, what the movie I'm I think I want to see C for me, actually. Mm, okay. That sounded interesting, and I wasn't yeah. going into it thinking it was going to be interesting sounding. So, coming next week, uh, news of the week, TV and movies uh, that we've seen of the week, Eurovision, we're going to start. Yeah. Again, yeah. I mean, we did one Eurovision song. One, one. We done. We done Bulgaria. <laughs> but I assume there's been a few that have come out at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, next week we will do uh, Albania and Czech Republic. Okay, and it, have more come out other than that? No. Okay. Not so far. So we're not sure if we'll keep doing it every week, but we're definitely going to do it next week. Uh, How I Met mm -hmm. Your Father, episode one. Uh, mm hmm. Yeah, so we should maybe talk about this uh, to the audience. So there's two episodes that's coming out on the day before the podcast. Uh, right. Tuesday next week. Right. Uh, we are just going to review the first episode and then continue re reviewing uh, episode two the week after. Uh, the reason why we're doing it this way is because we, me and Luke, want to see it together. And we can't see it together if we do it any other ways. So, that's why we're doing it the way we're doing it. I mean, it makes the most sense anyways, just because mm -hmm. doing one... It's, we're still just doing one episode a week. So, for most people, right. you, you won't really notice the difference. Unless you're trying to follow along, uh, which mm -hmm. we're going to be a week, kind of a week behind after episode yes. one. So. Yeah. Um, but I think it's fine because I don't think yeah. uh, if you want to follow along, just wait a week to watch the episode. It's not a big deal. Um, oh, and then another digital review of Deep Water, which I feel like is a movie that's come out twice already. So that sounds very, 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 very generic. I mean, it's probably about um, a shark, right? I would think a baby shark. Uh, possibly, possibly. Mm. Or a mama shark. Okay, so let's talk about the uh, uh, Twitch ban con thing right away. Okay. Uh, uh, so people have ba been banned out of Twitch for watching TV shows on on show uh, on on stream. Uh, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ludwig. Uh, no, not Ludwig, but. Uh, he was banned on YouTube, or not banned. Yeah. So you should say suspended. They weren't banned. They were just suspended. Yes. No, suspended. 
but Ludwig uh, was suspended from YouTube for a whole different reason, right? Right. And then Hassan got in trouble as well, right? I think he got like they sent him a thing, and then uh, he appealed it, and it and it uh, he won. So they mm. did send him a thing, but he didn't get in trouble. That's what I'm to understand. So it's so it's just Pokemon at this stage. Well, there's another one that happened today. I think that I saw on Def Noodles before we started the show. There's another somebody that I've never heard of that got suspended for something like that. But um, okay. Yeah, I think a lot of people have gotten, like, letters or something, so uh, it seems like they haven't worried too much about Twitch or whatever, or they didn't know what was going mm. on on Twitch, possibly, and now these companies mm. are figuring out that th this is happening, but I think the mm -hmm. other thing is that, like, the streamers themselves are pushing the limits of what's legal, right? So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it's... It is their right to put copyright if they're watching, like, just sitting there and watching a whole show. That's not what you're mm. supposed to do, right? And I think I think what most people are scared of is that the, maybe Twitch is just going to be like, all right, that's it. No more of this live feed stuff. If you're not playing a video game, get, get off our platform, you know what I mean? Because mm. that's what Twitch mm. was originally made for. Um, and video game companies, most of them, I'm not going to say all of them, but most of them don't have a problem with it because they see it as good promotion for their game mm. but a tv show is different because a game you're playing and each individual play through a game right is is d different mm. depending on the person playing it where a tv show you watch it and it's the same every time unless it's bandersnatch right so yeah um that's the that's the thing about watching it a TV show as compared to playing a video game uh, copyright-wise. But even then, those video game companies, if they wanted to, and I think, doesn't isn't Nintendo, like, super big on striking people if they, like, that? No, that's why nobody plays Nintendo games on Twitch? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, in news that I didn't see coming... Uh, Logan Paul and KSI has started a drinking drink company. This is so weird. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw that. Um, yeah, that's not weird, I guess. Like, if they feel like they can promote the brand, um, and maybe the idea is that they want KSI to promote it in the UK and Logan Paul to promote it in the US. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't look like... I saw is... the can for it, and it looks like uh, the most yeah, generic energy drink ever. Like, nothing yeah. I'd want to actually, yeah, have. Yeah. But I, I guess... I, I just find it a little surprising, because they're supposed to hate each other. Oh, that. No, well, yeah, that's all hype. Yeah. It's all re pro wrestling. You know, boxing is... You know, all the a lot of the, like, build-up for, like, MMA and boxing isn't real. It's just... Uh, build yeah. up to hype up the fight. Uh, the Channel Five interview with the QAnon shaman. Oh, shaman, yeah, so good. Like, how is how is Andrew yeah. Callahan of Channel Five News the only person to be interviewing yeah. this guy? He's not getting interviewed by any like major news outlet. You know what like, I'm saying? Like, yeah, so yeah. weird when you really think about like. Oh my gosh! What what are you doing today? Sick! 
What? I, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm a little tired. So my, 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 me moving my hands just a little like I, I'm like flapping my hands all over. Sorry. Yeah, you need to put your hands under your butt and keep Ouch. them under there. Keep them. Just sit on your own hands. Okay. Yeah. Sit, sit on my hands. Okay. <laughs> Did you see the uh, video that was? Going viral, probably not. The, I, I didn't send it to you, I don't think. I might have. The one uh, people were claiming that 5G blew up people's heads in Israel. Or people oh, were like... Oh my gosh, no. they, I think they, the words the wording was spontaneously combusting, which we did as like a main topic a long mm. time ago. Uh, there Yeah, there was like a... I want to say it was a TikTok, but I could be wrong. Oh no, it was a Twitter thing. Uh, going around... Um, Showing like a video, and it, it but people debunked it because the video actually shows uh, somebody getting like hit in the head by tear gas by like Israeli police, I believe. Oh, wow. So, um, it is a kind of a gruesome video, and people were sending it around saying that Israel turned on the 5G and it, and people's heads were exploding. It was like terrible. Oh, wow, yeah, uh, you know. I don't know. I'm assuming it's just somebody trying to troll conspiracy theorists, probably. H3 TV uh, came back this week. That was nice. Well, kind of, H3 TV is like this channel they used a tiny, tiny bit for um, for posting when they did some Twitch content. They posted it on mm-hmm. this H3 TV channel. And then they kind of abandoned that channel. And now Ethan is just kind of making random videos on there. Not really any... It seems like he's just doing whatever he feels like talking about that day or whatever. Has he posted anything today? I know he did two yesterday. Yeah, he um, did two yesterday. Uh, the kindergarten teacher. That was interesting. Right, and I don't know if you watched any of the ones after that, but that's the one where he talks about getting raising money for yeah the 600-pound guy who lost all the weight. Um, yep. And he raised fifth, over $15,000 in a day. For that guy, yeah. um, that's on top of an- he like two weeks ago. That guy was on another YouTube channel, Oompaville, which I don't know if you watch him, and they gave him yeah, five thousand yeah. dollars there too. So uh, it's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna find his YouTube channel just so I can follow him so that um I can see how everything goes with that because that's yeah it, he seems like such a nice person as well. Yeah, and he does, like, the thing about, he seems genuine and willing to just, like, yeah. um, like, some people would be afraid to kind of, like, bring up the bad things that happened in your past or whatever, and yeah. just, he seems yeah. totally willing to be like, this is yeah. what I did, and it was horrible, and I feel terrible about it and everything. Yeah, yeah. he seems like such a genuine dude. I hope nothing cra- oh, no. crazy happens and we find out he's, like, a, a racist or something, you know what I mean? But right. whatever. Um... Hulk Hogan spreading conspiracy theories about Bob, Bob Saget uh, dying of a oh, COVID yeah. vaccine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bob Saget died. That was sad. Right, and a lot of uh, conspiracy theories going around about him getting a booster shot, and that's why. And so, and Hulk Hogan kind of uh, reiterated that same, um, mm. that same thing to somebody, so... Uh, who did he say? 100% Betty and Sydney were also jabbed uh, before dropping like flies, but they'll never say it. Meaning Betty White and Sydney Portier, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. 
So Hulk Hogan is, uh, guess what? He's a weird vax conspiracy theorist. Who who could have seen that coming? Um, I, I'm so surprised that absolutely no one that has followed the news. Yeah. Uh, the Norwegian Eurovision songs came out this week. Uh, I know already what song is going to win, and I feel ashamed about Norway. You feel ashamed? After the show. Okay. Yes. You and me are going to watch it after the show, and you will see. Well, what if it doesn't uh, why, win? Why. Oh, it's going to win. Oh, okay. One hundred and ten percent. I, 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 I promise you, it will win. Well, I trust you. Uh, mm -hmm. People are floating Hillary Clinton for a 2024 run. Is what we're seeing. Um, oh, what the shock! Really? Right. Uh, please oh. no. I don't know. They. That's just it. They will. They would do that, wouldn't they? <sighs> the Democratic Party would totally run Hillary again and expect to win. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, I guess the last thing, like, as far as internet drama and beef, unless you have anything else. No. The Island Boys, uh, Bryce oh. Hall is, is like, challenging the yeah. Island Boys to a boxing match. Not one of them, but both of them mm -hmm. at the same time. I guess a tag team? Tag team time. match, maybe? Yeah, I saw that. I don't think it's gonna That's happen. Funny, though. I think it's all just made up silliness. Yeah, it's it's funny. It would be hilarious to watch. I either one either any of those boys. I would love to see them get in a fight with somebody. I guess. I'm an island boy in island world. They can't even sing. <laughs> well, some people really like it. Apparently, like some of their stuff. So mm. I don't know, but because uh, they have other actual songs that aren't just like the meme. Uh, but they apparently I don't I think it must have been on actual television. Somebody showed a video of them to Snoop Dogg and he was not impressed. That was another thing that happened mm. this week. Snoop Dogg saw them and was yeah. like, mm mm, mm, no no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh is it uh, time to say goodbye? I think it's time time to wrap it up. Okay. Time to say goodbye. Goodbye everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.